0: Welcome back to YA at Heart. Another week of The Crow Prince by Holly Black. Another week of not knowing what the hell is going on. Another week of these goddamn characters that I just cannot seem to get attached to. I am done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm done. Um, I've gotten to the point where I am no longer enjoying this book. I am like, it's, it's become a chore now to yeah. read it.
0: It, it has, yeah. hasn't it? It's, it's like, I actually, yeah. I don't know if I told you, but I started reading other books. Other books. While I was reading other this books.
1: book. Because
0: yeah. I just could not, could not get into Listen, it. We, Listen, <laughs> we, uh, we need, we need the enemies to lover romance. We need
1: the guy need to it. actually like, be uh, into the girl. Like... He ain't into her. Prince Cardinal ain't into her. And if he is, he got a real funny way of showing it. That's all I got to say. Real funny way.
0: I get what they're trying to do with the whole I like you, but I don't like that I like you. So I'm going to treat you this way or stay away. But it's just, it's not, it's not it for me, bro. It's not it for me. I can't. So it was really hard to read those eight chapters. And where do we start off with? Like chapter 17?
1: yep yep we're in chapter 17 after the bonfire party and after her and Locke have kissed in front of everybody
0: oh my god i'm just like let's let's start off with that let's just start off with that where did this love interest come from he How? came out of the blue did he not he, he did. came out of the blue he came out of nowhere it came out of nowhere and then all of a sudden he's like i'm so into you like you know all this all this Yo. shit all this shit red we- flags
1: red, flag- red <laughs> flags damn it i'm so red into flags. you bullshit you hang around the crew that bullies me no
0: right. red flags. that's number one red that flag. Bitch, that's number fucking one number two you don't know this boy at all no and so i think she ends up staying the night too she ends up staying the night and sleeping Yo, in his bed
1: she's like i wake up like the first line is i wake up in Locke's house on a bed covered in tapestries.
0: Now, that's when I was like, oh no, what happened? Because you know, last time that oh, we talked, my God. she had that fairy wine, and I yeah, thought that something yeah. bad had happened. Um, but no, she just, I guess, ended up getting drunk like a regular teenager does, slept in his bed. And then she says that she changed out of the outfit because Locke let her dress up in like his mom's old clothes. Mm -hmm. And she changed out of the outfit and she found a golden acorn. And the bitch stole it.
1: She stole it. She definitely did. She pocketed it with the knife. Yeah. She she pocketed it
0: with the knife. Hopefully, I mean, he said I could borrow it. Hopefully, he won't mind if I borrow this too. And I'm like, you're a thief. No. But go off. And so. That whole scene, I was just like, mm, okay, maybe this will have some relevance later.
1: And what's her name is there too? Uh, Nasia or Nasia? Nassasi-
0: Nass- fuck, her name is Nasia. Nass- whatever her name is. Yeah. This something- chick is just
1: sitting at the damn dining room table eating an apple. Bitch, go home. Right? Like, why are
0: you here? Go home.
1: <sighs> why are you at Locke's house? Why did go you home? stay here?
0: Why did you not go home? And she's sitting down oh there God. and she is in her feelings, feelings because she right. has a real conversation with Jude. Yeah. What did she say? She's like, um, so she tries to insult her first. Yeah. And
1: then, and then Jude is kind of like, you know, Locke is asleep and all this other stuff to which then afterwards, like she just goes into it. She's like, my mother and his brother thought we would be wed. Th- I was a little confused because Jude says with Locke. And then yeah. it seems to me that she met Cardin, Right. So like, her mom and Carden's brother, who I assume is, is uh, what's his name, uh, Balcon? Bal- I assume that they were the ones that decided, okay, these two should be wed. But apparently Carden was like,
0: no, <laughs> he was like, nah. But it makes it makes sense. Like when you, well, we'll put a pin in it, but it makes sense when we read later down the line, like why? And even still, I'm just like, there's way too much going on here, but okay. It's way too much, but none of it correlates to each other. So they have that whole conversation and Nassissia is like, oh, he ruins things. He likes to ruin things. And Jude is like, duh, bitch. The f- yeah, right? He's been doing that. I don't know what, like, what you thought. <laughs> You've been living <laughs> under a rock, bitch. Come back. <laughs> exactly. Like, where have you been? So it jumps later to that day apparently is a school day jude does go to class but i don't think Locke does Mm -mm. so jude is there taryn is there and and, um, i think cardin Cardin is is sitting beside
1: her can we talk about that he's sitting beside taryn
0: beside taryn so my question is
1: excuse me sir why the fuck are you sitting next to my twin sister i mm...
0: exactly exactly i was just like okay That's suspicious. That's weird. That's a little, like, that was a little interesting. I was like, okay, maybe something will happen there. Um, Okay, wait. And they're talking about...
1: Okay, because my first thought when I read that line was, oh shit, Tyrion probably is in love with Carden or likes Carden. And that would, to me, mm. I sat there and I was like, okay, to me, that makes a lot of sense why he would say something to her and she would run off crying and it had more to do with her than with Jude or, um, right. uh, what do you call it? Um, why she's she so obsessive with Jude making amends? Yeah. Like to me, I really sat and I was like, oh shit, Taryn, like the first thought that popped into my head was Taryn probably likes Carden and this is why, because I was like, Connecting these dots, and I was like, "Oh my God, this makes way more sense." Like these these events and these things make way more sense if the result is that she likes Carden.
0: You know what? You're much better than me because I stopped connecting the dots like five chapters <laughs> okay. ago. Okay. I stopped trying because I was just like, "I can't. I don't understand. I can't keep up." Like it's, it's a lot going on. Honestly,
1: problem? no, it's a lot going on.
0: Yeah. So. In class, they're talking about, and I guess this is definitely going to be important for later down the Mm -hmm. line, they're talking about how um, the crown, like uh, for the Green Bear line, nobody can just kill that person and take the crown. Because whoever wears it, it'll be like a blood crown or whatever, and it'll kill that person that tries to put it on them. And of course, it can only go to an heir of the Green Bear line. Right. So I was like, okay, that seems a little interesting. I don't know if it's going to come into play later, but- I'll write it down anyway. I I, and- I think
1: it will, though. I think it will, because if there are other families in this, in this fey world who are looking to try to take over the throne, but that's essentially you can't because of the crown, and the crown can only go to somebody of this specific line. Like, I think that's really interesting, because what we know is a lot of people want that crown. Yeah. Granted they only talked about the children. This was I think this was the first time that they actually mentioned another king.
0: Yeah, from another court. Right.
1: Who is looking to get the crown. But like if you know that the crown can only go to somebody of this specific line, how do you overthrow that
0: family? That yeah. Like how do you do it? Yeah. It's it it could be very difficult. Yeah. Or it could be very difficult. So, after that interesting lesson, they pretty much go home, and Maddock is like, oh, I'm going to be out late. So, Tyrion takes that as an opportunity to sneak the fuck out. She went to go get her <laughs> gown like,
1: green. That's what happened. That's what she went to go uh...
0: do. <laughs> she I'm did. telling you. I can't stand her, but all right, girl, do you. <laughs> right. Uh... But um, basically, Jude is by herself, and she's able to open the golden acorn. And inside of the golden acorn that she took from Locke's house, there's a secret message from Locke's mom talking about, don't let um, my son grow up in the court. If you have this message, like, pretty much if you're reading this, it's too late. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like, I'm dead. Right. And I was like, okay, this is a new element to the story story all right wait okay listen uh i was
1: just okay. telling morgan this so essentially how we feel is that the author started off with one story got halfway through that story And was like okay wait no i have a whole nother aspect to this story started a whole other story to in like integrated it into this into this current story and then yes halfway down that story she came up with a third story and integrated there's way too much going on way too much
0: Yes. And it doesn't, it does not mesh well together. It does not fit together. I'm just like, I don't, that's why it's like from the very beginning, I never felt connected to the story and I never felt connected to any of the characters at all. And why reading it feels like such a chore because I'm like, I'm reading this information and it seems like important information that I write down Mm -hmm. and then it never comes back into play Mm -hmm. or something else out of the blue happens. It's like, Oh, let me throw in this plot twist because this would be cool here, but it's just like no, no, Shadi. I need you to focus. <laughs> right, focus on one thing. You either a spy or you want to be a knight. Like, what is it? Woo. It's just like I can't. It's not even. It's not even like the whole spy or the knight thing. Like I get it. She has aspirations to move up in court and be one of the fae people. But then you have this love interest that came out of nowhere, and then you have the extreme bullying. Oh uh, yeah. And it's also like not for nothing, but I would not be hooking up with a person who's a part of a crew of people that are bullying me. That's
1: what I mean. And, okay, see, this is what this is what we're saying though. Like this love interest that popped out of nowhere. That all of a sudden she's very interested in. That she's interested in Locke. Yeah. Granted, okay, she's known him for a while because he's a part of that group that that bullies her and her sister. The fact that now. Is the time that he sits there and he's like, hey, I like that you get under Prince Carden's skin. I like this. I like that. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, why didn't you say that earlier? If you liked her, why didn't you say it earlier? Now, all of a sudden, you're fearless and you like, oh, it doesn't matter? Mm, no, it's real suspicious. It's real fucking suspicious.
0: Yeah, all of yeah. them. All of them are suspicious. I'm just like, no, I don't trust it. So what does she say? She. So it's the note from Locke's oh, mom. Oh, yeah. So she gets yeah. the message. Yeah. She gets the message from the golden acorn. And then she decides that she has to go back to Balcon's palace. No. So. To try to find. Before. More information. So
1: before that, what happens is. So she. She listens mm. to the message. And then she thinks about the other message the one that she gave to um, Prince Dane. And then she really yeah. sits and she starts to think about all, like she thinks about the message from the acorn and she's thinking about the message that she um, was able to get for Prince Dane. And she starts to really sit and be like, wait, this doesn't add up. The Like there's certain sentences that don't make sense.
0: And so. Right. Like I don't think that they're trying to poison Dane. I think that this was or has something to do with Locke's mother. no Yes.
1: So then at that point is when she's like, oh shit, I have to go back to
0: the tower. And then she makes it a point.
1: I have to go back before the coronation.
0: And she's trying to find like, I guess, proof or more proof of that. Yeah. So that she can like bring it to, I don't even know if she's considering bringing it to Locke at this point. I can't remember. But she goes in there. She, of course, doesn't find anything else. So it was a dummy mission. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, she notices one of the servants um, who is like in a glamored stupor like you know they all are but for some reason judah's like you i want to help you yeah and she gives this girl salt and releases her from her glamour of course the human girl starts freaking the fuck out like where am i what's going on mm-hmm. with the last like six months or whatever of my life like real magic is real this is too much she's taking it all in consciously for the first time and she's losing her shit Like, she's going crazy. I... And dude is just like... I was just...
1: No, wait. But, like, to me, I, like, sat there. I was like, okay. Not like I was okay with the story, but it was just, like, there's a lot happening. The girl was like, oh, I was at Burning Man, and I met this guy, and he told me not to touch anything that if i touched something i would end up having to serve him for like a thousand years or whatever it was and jude yeah. immediately in her head is like that's all it would have taken like all she had to she's like i'm sure i'm sure whoever it was told this girl in a joking manner or you know with a smile and this girl fell for it and she immediately like thought he was you know being funny and she just grabbed whatever it was and she's like that's all it would have taken i was like When I tell you, when I tell you, I don't know if you guys have seen that meme where it's like, I say what the fuck to myself 20 times a day at work. That's how I felt reading (laughs) this book. I was like, what the fuck?
0: Right. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure that the humans he got to work in his estate didn't come there willingly. So I guess that they were probably kidnapped at some point. But my thing was this whole situation, whole situation. She gets the girl out of the palace. Runs into Cardan and Nassasia, mm-hmm. but they don't see her. Like, they don't notice her. She's able to escape with this girl, takes her back to her house. The girl's name, by the way, she's found out. Sophie, Sophie.
1: yeah.
0: She takes Sophie back to her house or Maddox's house. And now she gets Vivi involved and is like, I need you to help me get her back to the mortal yep. world. And this girl, the whole time, is like, no, I can't do this. I don't know if I can continue going on living. Yeah, yeah. Like She's being real, suicidal, so like, cryptic. Yeah, real cryptic, real suicidal. And so she's like, no, everything is going to be okay. So Vivi ends up making those horses out of the ragwort Mm -hmm. weeds again. They're flying through the night sky. But back up before that, do you notice this girl putting rocks in her pockets? Rocks in her pockets. And I was like, uh, okay. So they're flying through the night sky on these horses. And the girl just all of a sudden goes, Wee! Wee! Like she (laughs) legit. (laughs) Wee! And it's not funny. It's not. It's not funny. But at this point, I'm like, what the fuck? What's happening? She's just. She legit says, I don't want to be here anymore. We and like, like slides off of the horse and into the ocean and drowns. That's why she put the rocks in her pocket. So that she would just sink to the bottom of the ocean. And Jude is just like, oh my God, she killed Jude herself. Jude is watching her go down. Like Jude
1: watches her fall <laughs> my- from the sky. Guys, we've seen multiple movies where if somebody slips immediately, like the bird <laughs> comes around and grabs them or the magic carpet comes around and grabs them. Something. Right, no, no, Jude girl. is like,
0: oh. Jude is like, oh Have shit. you ever seen... Damn. Just to
1: give you guys like a visual, the dub one TikTok where it's like, ah! yes, like that's legit how this chick went down, and Jude is just like, that was Jude. Oh. just just watching yeah, her go. That
0: was Jude. I was just like, I can't, <laughs> I
1: fucking can't. That
0: was that was literally Jude, and I was just like, okay, cool. So what the fuck did I just read? What is this book even about? And W- w- like, was that even important? It wasn't even important to the story because it never comes back around. Right? It comes back around like a little bit later, but it's not even that big of but a deal. But the thing is, is it comes back around
1: in a way where they're trying to like make it seem as if Jude has a mother complex or like a savior complex type of thing. But right. at the same time though, again, this was such an odd situation to write in to then be like, oh, Jude has a, a savior complex or she has like a, a complex in regards to like her mother or something like that. It it just didn't make sense
0: to me. It didn't make like, sense. That could have been done. Differently. A completely different way. Yeah. So that was chapter 17 and chapter 17 was literally what the <laughs> fuck is going on? We
1: move on to chapter 18. In this yeah. chapter, Jude wakes up. Teterfell is basically kind of in an argument with Narbonne. Narbonne is like, uh, Prince Dane is here for her. He told me she got to come any which way. He's like, even if I got to carry her, <laughs> she got to <laughs> go to this damn thing. Yeah. So,
0: so you already know, bitch is in trouble. Right. Told.
1: Immediately, Jude is like, shit. So she ends up yeah. m- meeting Dane in the, the office and it's Maddox's office. So she ends up meeting Dane in in Maddox's office. And Dane, she says, immediately she knows she's done wrong. She is like, I have done wrong. I will repent in whatever way. She didn't even get to fucking finish the damn sentence. Prince Dane turns around and like, she says his face resembles Carden's. Pure anger. And Mm -hmm. he immediately goes into this whole speech of like, haven't I done great? Like, haven't I done good by you? Haven't I provided you with these types of services? Haven't I made you great? Like, all this stuff. And I, to me, when I was reading it, I thought that he was pissed off about the servant girl.
0: Same. But, I was like, damn, word are Yeah, spot. I was like, oh,
1: okay. But in reality, he's pissed off because she stabbed Val- Valerian? Valerian?
0: I think it is. Yeah, Valerian. Yeah, so
1: he's pissed off that she stabbed Valerian. And he's like, I showed you. I gave you the tools how to be sneaky. And here you go using it in broad daylight. On somebody,
0: I just sat there. I was like, "Oh my god!" So like, bro, and she she even said she's like, "Well, he was going kill to me! kill yeah. me. Should I just do nothing?" And he legit said, "Well, you shouldn't be showing all of your no. skills or what." You he might to as well. Like, so you want this bitch to jump off of a tower? Right. He might as well have been
1: like, "If they tell you jump off a tower, you jump. If they tell you cut off your hand, you cut off your hand. Whatever it takes." To not reveal that I have shown you the techniques and the skills needed to be a spy. I said it was like... at that point, I was just like, no, fuck you. (laughs) But that's how Jude felt too. Jude was like, no, this is ridiculous. So then, which... Yeah. When she said that... Well, she didn't say that per se, but like... At that point, he basically forces her to stab herself in the hand.
0: So, yeah. So the thing was, he... Yeah, he does compel her... He's like, I want you to take the knife and I want you to stab it through your hand. Mm-hmm. And she says that she does the movements, but she stops right before she does it because he actually released her. Before she's about to stab her. So. He released her from the com- the compelling and then expected her to still go through yep. with it to prove her loyalty. Yep. And I was like, this is bullshit. Jude, why do you want to
1: stay? <laughs> why do you want to stay? But then... Right. And she does it. Oh my God. So then it gets a little more complicated because... Oriana shows up, and I don't know if she, it doesn't say if she was like at the door listening or whatever, but she kind of comes to Jude's rescue in a sense. Because Oriana shows up, Prince Dane is like, All right, I gotta go. I have like stuff I have to do. I have to get out of here, type of thing. So he can't continue to like discipline Jude in a sense. And so Oriana shows up, and, you know, he leaves, and Oriana basically comforts Jude. It's probably the first time she's ever been motherly to her.
0: Honestly, honestly, that was the only time I ever had or saw her or read about her showing affection. Yeah, and it's not even a lot of affection, no. but she's just like you know, it's some, it's a little like a hug. Yeah, exactly. After that, she, what is it? She goes upstairs and she's trying to like sleep it off. And her and Vivi briefly talk about Sophie and all that shit.
1: OK, but the conversation her and Vivi have, this is basically where it comes back after Sophie dies, where I was sat there and I was like, it's almost as if they were giving her a savior complex because Vivi's like, you can't tell me that you didn't think that that girl was mom. You can't tell me that you didn't want to save this girl. Yeah. And I was like, where did that right, come from? It came out of left field. I was like, this makes no sense.
0: I was very confused. I was just like, OK, I guess we're just we're just trotting along here. Right.
1: So then the dresses show up and Taryn is like immediately, my like, all right, (laughs) Taryn's immediately like, oh my
0: God, she's so fucking She's like, they're here, our
1: dresses, come on, like, you know, that type of thing. And Vivi and uh, Jude get down there and Jude's dress is supposed to be like this beyond beautiful dress. And she immediately is like, this can't be my dress. (laughs) She's like, this cannot be my dress. And
0: Tyrion is too. Tyrion's like, that's not what you ordered. That's not what you ordered. You're not supposed to have that. And I'm like, shut the... Shut up. Seriously.
1: Oriana. at one point, she has the girls sit and she's like, attend to me. So then the girls like sit down and she starts to talk to them. But this is what this... I think this was kind of interesting. So in this thing, Oriana thinks that Jude has... Basically, I don't want to say been sleeping with Prince Dane, but like. Well, no, that is. She thinks that Jude is
0: his lover. Yes.
1: And so she kind of like is trying to give Jude advice. Like she's kind of like, I just, you know, want the best for you type of thing. And like, let me just tell you a story. So then she basically says that she herself, Oriana, was actually the High King's consort, one of the High King's consort. And she knows the story of the one consort who essentially was poisoned because she got pregnant. So
0: obviously that's Locke's mom. And like- right. Lithrope, I think her name is. Yes.
1: And so she talks about that and then she just kind of tells Jude, like, you know, I'm I just don't want that happening to you. I just want you to really think about your choices. But the way she says it is, do not go above your station.
0: Mm-hmm. Do not go
1: above your station. So like Jude is just kind of like, Okay, but that was
0: or right. She's like, I don't have time to argue right? with you and whatever. So cool, girl. I'm gonna take your advice and keep it exactly. But that
1: was Oriana's like advice in the sense of listen. Like she really thinks that Jude is trying to go above her station, be Prince Dane's lover in a sense or consort, and she's just trying to be like, listen, it's not worth it. Don't do it.
0: Right. She's like, girl, he got goat legs. <laughs> he got a goat penis. <laughs> I ain't trying to do he shit got a with goat it. Goat penis. <laughs> Done. Oh my god. Okay, so after
1: that little conversation, it, Tyrion also lets it be known that Prince Balkin was at the house. Him and Madoc met up and had like a meeting. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was interesting. And then of course, we get to this one part where Jude is upstairs in bed, fully dressed. She's waiting for Ghost. I guess to like begin training or to go somewhere for a mission, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: And Valerian shows up yep um and of course jude is immediately like uh you should not be here like this is my house what are you
0: doing here right and she says he has something smeared on his face like fairy cocaine or something. right exactly he's under the
1: influence he's he's high or whatever it is and what ends up happening is they get into a struggle he tries to kill her and she kills
0: valerian yeah, she basically stabbed him in the yep. heart and he, she's like, yo, sit down, don't touch the knife, you'll he, be fine or whatever. But then
1: he cursed her. That was that was the one thing, he cursed yeah. her. He, what did he oh, say? as he was dying, I have it. He's like, I curse you, I curse you three times, I curse you, you've murdered me, may your hands always be stained with blood, may death be your only companion, may you, and then he never, he never finished that.
0: Right, and I'm like, may you what? You wanna speak up? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but yeah, so she just sits there. She's like, oh my God, I killed him. And then she's like, well, I have no time to mourn. And picks his body up, folds it in the carpet, shoves it under her bed. And then Ghost does come to train her, but he can't tell, you know, what just happened. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's the most important part. Like, he doesn't know what happened. And I'm like, cool. So... You got a dead body under you your bed. That's a thing. You got a dead body under your bed. That's another thing. Yeah, but she said they don't decay like human bodies. It they don't It don't like- matter! And then she just goes off with Ghost onto their mission.
1: It just the, okay,
0: okay. It's a fever dream. Legit, it is a legit. fever dream.
1: Okay, so then chapter nineteen is basically all about like her and Ghost going on this mission. I do remember basically them being betrayed. Like yes.
0: So the only important takeaways that I have from that is that they're up in the rafters and they're looking out for a specific messenger who's coming. Yes. And so Jill's. Jill, Jude's assignment is to kill the messenger, literally. And so she does it without hesitation. Ghost is like very proud. Mm -hmm. They get down there to try to read the message that the messenger had. Jude notices, one, it's Maddox's spy. And then two, the message that the messenger has says, kill this messenger. So Ghost is pretty much like... We've been betrayed! Oh, damn. We got played. You know that... (laughs) You know that scene in Twilight, Breaking Dawn, where Jacob is talking to... yeah yeah yep, I know the exact scene. <laughs> where Jacob's talking to him, what's his name? Yep. And he's like,
1: you played yeah, us. Yes, that's exactly what went down. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's exactly how I pictured it. That's exactly what happened.
0: <laughs> so, basically, the, they got played, and Jude goes home, and she's like, oh, shit, <laughs> I still got a dead body under my bed. (laughs) So she goes home and she buries him. After
1: that, they are... Well, the next day, I believe, is the coronation. Yep, they're all getting ready for the coronation. (laughs) Jude is imagining Locke there and, like, them dancing and, you know, the stuff that teenagers imagine when they like somebody. Mm -hmm. Vivi is there as well. And then Maddox shows up. Now I will say this little bit was actually pretty interesting. I read this and I was like,
0: oh Yes. This little bit, this is probably my the second part in the book that I actually uh was okay mm-hmm. with. Well, not okay with, but this is probably the one of the three parts in the book that I actually liked.
1: Yeah, yeah, same.
0: Because I liked chapter uh six or whatever when she was talking about her stories yeah. of uh Fairy. Yeah. But this is another part that I felt was very genuine and actually belonged in the book.
1: Yeah, so like Maddox shows up. He um wants to talk to Jude by herself, and he asks Vivi to leave. But essentially, Madoc goes and he gives Jude a gift, and it turns out to be a sword. Immediately, Jude thinks of the words that Oriana told her. Oriana said, quote by quote, or quote for quote, He's bestowed it with you girls. You He must have loved your mother very much. Because she also says, like, if it was up to me, y'all be gone. Like if it was me, y'all be yeah, gone.
0: Pretty much.
1: So, essentially, he um he gives her the sword. The sword's name is Nightfall. That's what the maker named it. Um and he tells her it's a family heirloom. So, which she immediately is like, "But wouldn't you want to give this to Oak?" And he's like, "Do you want it?" And she's like, "Yes." And then he tells her, "Your father made it. Justin Durant. We finally get her daddy's name, yo. Because right, not once did he, in in how many pages? 222 pages in. Did we know her daddy's name? Never got a no. dad's name. I don't even think I know the mom's, mom's name. Mom's name is not, yeah, we haven't heard the mom's name yet. But
0: dad's no. name is
1: Justin Durant. Durant. Durant? Durant?
0: Durant. Is it Durant? Durant? I thought, girl, don't ask me because I said Durant. <laughs>
1: So what ends up happening is he tells her her father forged the sword then he goes into this thing where he's like it's your family heirloom and she's like stunned she's just kind of like my dad made this like oh my god to which it spirals because then she asks Maddox she's like could you tell me about them like what were they like what were my mom and my dad like and I give credit to Maddox. Maddox isn't angry. He's not upset. He's not like, well, I'm your dad. Like, you know, that type of thing. Nothing. He sits down yeah. and he tells her about her mom and how her mom was like the life of the party. And like, she was amazing. And he loved her for that. That was why he loved her. And then he starts talking about her dad and how her dad is a was a blacksmith and how that's how he ended up coming to Fairy. They actually were I don't want to say friends, but all three of them. They No, he says they were. They, they were, were friends, friends,
0: right? They were friends. Okay, so. He, he was like, that's how I know your dad. Like, I knew your dad before all this shit went down.
1: Right. So all three of them were friends. They all would sit and like talk and drink and whatever and stuff. And he says, he's like, that's how your parents met. They met here. They met because of Madoc. And like, I just sat there and I was like,
0: god damn, yo. Like, what? What? right
1: especially
0: like you said jerry springer shit but it was something that fit very well into the book and again i loved this moment okay but
1: this is all right this one line from madoc really stuck with me that made me like him more and i like sat there i was like damn i know you did some shit in the beginning of this book oh i like you more now so he legit says there is little good in me but i owe you a debt and i have sworn to do the best by you that I know how. And like he kisses her hand in like a gesture and stuff. And like she herself goes over and like puts her hand on like I think his his shoulder. It's a tender moment. It's a tender moment between a parental figure and a child. And like yeah. I just sat there, I was like, damn. Like I, I didn't want to like Madoc. I think Madoc is probably the, one of the few characters in this book that I'm like, can we get that backstory? Can we get that story? Yeah, that's the story I want to like read. That. that one is the story I want to <laughs> read. Like, give me all of Madoc, like yeah.
0: for real. That was a very that was a very good moment. Yeah. Um. But at the end, of course, he turns to her, and it's not like he says it cryptically as he's on his way out, but he's just like, you know, things will be different after tonight. And I was like, mm-hmm. I made a note, said, okay, is he involved in the plan to take out Prince Day Probably probably yeah, so I was like mm, that, that seems a little that's a little suspicious to me a little weird. so they all end up at the coronation
1: and oh gosh you want to go ahead? what is this this is chapter this 20, is 20, chapter really. 20.
0: Yeah. good so yeah they're at the they're at the coronation and of course vivi takes her sisters and they are on the dance floor and vivi's like if anything happens i got you like i'm a fade person like i can stop you from or right. whatever so Jude is dancing and then I guess a partner dance comes on like they're in a circle and then Locke is behind her and now they're dancing together. Mm-hmm. And Locke, Locke is acting real different. Jude is like this is not the Locke that I knew of how he was a couple of days ago like he's acting really really sly. And so he was asking her these questions like, "Oh, well, would you love me enough to let me go? Would you cry over me? Do you think that you could love me? And I was like, what's, what's going on here? Like, I don't What the fuck is happening? I have confusion. And then before, you know, Jude can get too thick into the conversation, Carden yep. is behind yep. her. And is like, oh, it's time to switch partners. And I was like, okay, finally, finally, let's get this story going after 232 pages. So they're dancing and Jude is just pretty much like, oh, have you come to insult me? Like, I'm really not in the mood. And Carden is drunk off his ass. She says he's looking at her with like a certain intensity, but not like he hates her. Like he wants to kind of devour her almost. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Okay, okay, we're getting somewhere. Um, And (laughs) he's like, you really hate me, huh? She's like, yeah, just as much as you hate me, if not more. And so they have their little like kind of tip for tap moment, which I thought was kind of cute, even though, you know, she's been almost murdered by him and his associates three times. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So they stopped dancing and he's like, oh, OK, until we meet again. Oh, also while they were dancing, he put his hand like down on her hip and she was like, Prince f- Carter was <laughs> like, it's about to go down tonight. I was like, okay, we're getting somewhere. And then it was she's over. She's finally going to find out that like he has feelings or something. I don't know how it's going to happen, but hopefully it happens in like a, a dope way. Um, But they stopped dancing and he's like, oh, okay, until we spar again, yeah. like I'll be seeing you. But after that, Jude makes her way to the great hall because Maddox said, I want us all to be together near the stage before the ceremony starts. Right. So she's making her way into the great hall. She sees Oak sitting on top of um Taryn's shoulders. And then Locke is right next to her. And so her and Locke are familiar with each other, but the way that they're so close together and the way that Taryn goes up and tucks his hair behind his ears and is touching his face, way too intimate, way too intimate. She is way too comfortable with Locke. Mm. And so that's where Jude realizes, oh my God, Locke was asking me this stuff. Like, do you love me enough to let me go? Whatever, because I think that he's seeing Taryn. I think that's her mystery like guy or whatever. And so she stops, like she can't even bring herself to make her way to the stage before all of this shit goes down. So while the coronation is happening or about to begin, Minoc's knights actually take her entire family like out of the room. And then she's like, oh shit, that's why I was supposed to be up there. So she's trying to make her way to the stage, mm-hmm. make her way to the stage. And then here comes to interrupting the entire ceremony like, um, I think I'll have that crown. Mm. I don't think I'll hand that over to you. And he basically kills Eloyn, slits her throat, so can't go to her. And I was like, oh shit. He was like, okay. He was like, siblings who? Okay. He, he was like, siblings who? Right. He's like, I don't know you. He's like, I'm an only child. What you <laughs> he's mean? Like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Kills Eloyn, So, cause you know she's the second yep. born, so Eldred won't give the crown to her. And he only favors his top three children. So Elowen's little sister, Cecilia, or whatever, is right next to her trying to, like, re- revive her. And I'm like, girl, she gone. And she's... He, or Balcon is basically trying to tell them, like, hey, give me the crown. No more bloodshed. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Dane is like, you were not worthy. And Balcon's like, oh, so you that- are? They're going, like, back and forth. And then Maddox steps up and kills Dane. Now, I will say the description of how he stabbed Dane and then ripped the sword up from like his balls to his sternum, bro.
1: Poor dude.
0: That was graphic. I was like, okay, thank you for painting that image. I do appreciate it. Poor (laughs) guy. Yeah, but while this is happening, Jude is there watching all of it. So essentially, Maddox didn't want any of his family to see what was going to happen, which is why he had them escorted out beforehand, yeah. which is why Jude was supposed to be standing with her yeah. family. But she's there and she's watching all of this shit go down. Eldred still will not give Balcon the crown. He was like- And Balcon's like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. He's like, I don't care what you do. You are not worthy. So Balcon <laughs> kills Eldred. Now Eldred is dead. So you have the three sisters, or actually the two sisters there, Cecilia and Raya. Mm. And so I think it was Cecilia who was like, I don't want any more bloodshed. Like, I will crown you. Right. Because it has to be a member of the family to crown him.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well... A arrow comes from the rafters, baby. It hits her right in the chest and she can't do it. (laughs) Yo, everybody did. Everybody did. That whole bloodline. That whole bloodline. And then Balkan's looking at Raya like, all right, Raya, well, you can crown me. And Raya's like, nope, slits her own throat. And I was like, bro, Uh, what the fuck? And then Balkan's like, fine, Prince Cardan. He'll be the one to crown me. So Jude can tell like it's getting, there's a lot of tension in the air. Some people in the audience like have a thing for bloodlust like Madoc does or Madoc does. So she's trying to get the fuck up out of there. She makes a plan to crawl underneath of like uh, tables and shit to get out. And also at the same time, there's this general who is from another court that steps at the balcony. He's like, listen, we're not going to obey you because you don't have the crown. Technically, you have three days to figure it out and then we'll be back. (laughs) But if not, we're all pretty much going to war for this throne. So I was just like, okay, couple of things. One, that was a lot of things that just happened. Um, wasn't expecting it, but I was also like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. Two, that whole scene took way too long to get through. Agreed. Way Agreed. too long to get through. And three, Balcon made a fool of himself. <laughs> He's like, "You gonna crown me? Fuck that! You won't crown me. No, right. you won't crown me. No,
1: like, right. Everybody, like, oh,
0: no, sir, no, sir." So all of that shit happens. We get to book two and chapter twenty one. Oh God! And Jude, you know, makes her plan. All right. So we get to book two, chapter twenty one, and Jude makes a plan to escape the great hall. She's crawling under these tables, and all of a sudden, a tabletop or a tablecloth is snatched from over top of the table. And of course, it's Cardan. Like, bitch, what are you doing, crawling <laughs> in table or crawling under tables in your dress? Like, what, I'm trying to want? survive. Yes, <laughs> Right. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Did you not see what the fuck just happened? And he's like, nah. And this I'm like, dude bro. Is so oblivious, yo. Like he was drunk. So oblivious. And just yeah. And of course everybody's looking for him right now. So she punches him in the stomach to get him to like come down to her level. And he's like, Oh my god, why are you so cruel? Cause I'm trying to save your life, dumbass. Exactly. And she tells him, like, I'm trying to save both of our lives so we can both get the fuck up out of here. Right. Now, as they're crawling under the tables, Cardan does have a moment where he's like, damn, I was really asleep when my whole family was slaughtered. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Like, he has a kind of human moment. So he's in his feelings, of course. And he actually reveals to Jude that he was living with Balcon because Prince Dane hated him. And his father hated him. So they cast him. Prince Dane had him cast out of the castle, mm. which is why Balcon took him in. And I was like, "All right, so you got a little fucked up family drama too," which I. But figured, we already knew that, like though. All the but we knew that yeah. the entire
1: family was jacked up the moment that we realized, like, okay, so we have how many kids, and there's how many courts, and the moment the king decides, "Hey, I'm passing down the crown," everybody named mom. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, exactly. So she finally like gets to the exit with him. And she he says that she tries to like fix her hair because he says something to her like, oh, you're never going to get in looking like that. So she takes down her hair and like is kind of messing around with it. And she said he gives her that look again, like he's like intrigued by her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Mm-mm, you're scaring mm-hmm. me <laughs> like you don't act like this. So she tries to like, I guess, get past the guards, but her way isn't working. And Cardan sweet talks them, of course. Okay. So they finally get upstairs. She takes him into the Court of Shadows secret, like, lair. And then, as soon as they're up there, she presses him up against the door and puts a knife to his throat. And I was like, what? What? What is going on now? Also, that whole escape scene could have been a lot shorter, too. That just seems like it was drawn out. And then it goes straight into chapter 22. And I'm still confused. (laughs) I'm still confused. Yeah. So they're in the nest and she's pretty much revealing to him that she's making her play mm. for power. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Cardin finds out that she actually is a spy and this is the one time that we get to see him actually break his fe- or break his um character. Like he's scared. He's concerned for his life now. So The roach and ghost end up coming back in and they're all pretty much trying to decide what they're going to do with Cardan. And Cardan is like, oh, I can be of use to you. Like, keep me alive. And Jude's like, shut the fuck up. But he actually does reveal some important information. He pretty much tells her like, you were spot on. Dane actually had Lithrope, Locke's mom, killed. The baby wasn't like Eldred's, the high king. It was Dane's. And Dane had her killed because... She was like, or he was like, she's bad for business. The king is never going to choose me to become the next heir if he finds out that I have a bastard. Which didn't really make a lot of sense because Eldra be fucking everybody. Right. So. Right. I was like, why wouldn't? Why Why Right, exactly. But then he, he also said something about a prophecy. And the prophecy was that if the child lived... Then I guess Dane would never be king. Well Dane ain't never gonna be king now. So Exactly! Like, well he's dead now, so what was the point of any of this? So that was pretty much the note that Jude had referenced earlier. And then later on, Jude makes a deal or promise with Roach and the Ghost to keep Carden there and to keep him alive while she goes home to try to get more information and come up with a plan where they can all get out of this alive, (laughs) in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm just sitting here like, okay, this story has changed course now. Like it's heading in a completely different direction than I thought it was. (laughs) It's not necessarily bad, but it's completely different from what you tried to set up in the beginning. And at this point, I'm truly wondering, did you have two different things and try to put them together? I think so.
1: I really do. I think, yeah. I think she had a specific idea. And while writing, came up with another idea and just like intertwined them, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Because it's just, it's a lot going on and i know we keep saying that but i don't think you guys fully grasp how confused i am at where this is going mm-hmm. and it also made me sit back and think too okay are you trying to do this on purpose to throw your readers off to throw in like plot twist and make it like you know you thought it was going this way but now it's going this way because if you did if that's what you were going for congratulations but i'm also confused Same. as fuck, and i have no idea how to explain this story to people i have no idea so we move on to chapter
1: 23.
0: Mm. Um, Jude finally gets home. She
1: gets to confront Tyrion. Yes! That was it. That was it. That was yes! the whole point of the chapter. She
0: got to confront Tyrion like, you bitch. That was the whole
1: thing. You bitch. Now,
0: I I know. I have a tab in my book. There's three or four pink tabs where the pink tabs are like, this is something interesting that happened. She just,
1: I couldn't tell you. I wanted to tell you. Blah, blah,
0: blah. No, bitch. No. <laughs> right. Which is, again, why Jude sits back and she's like, oh, okay, so this is why you were so concerned when Locke and I were alone together. And I made a note, I was like, usually I would say, don't fight her, fight him, because you never fight over a guy. But they both need to get their ass beat, Mm -hmm. because they're both wrong. They're both wrong. Like, she willingly let her and him. She willingly let her and him, Jude and Locke, be together, basically, knowing the whole time that he was your fiance or your boyfriend? You don't find that nasty? You don't find that like just gross? You don't find that like wicked? Like what's wrong with you, Taryn? So anywho, who, finally tries to break up the fight by enchanting them or compelling them to stop fighting. Taryn stops, but Jude, of course, because she's under the geest, she's swinging full force. And then when Taryn stops, she has to like avert her like momentum. In that moment, I swore to God she was going to kill Kira. <gasps> and I was all for it. I was all for it. I was like, slice her. But um, she doesn't. And I was, again, disappointed. Oh, but, but there, um, after that.
1: There is something that she says. Oh, yeah. She's like, right here, it says, Tyrion basically sh- shouts to her, I'm the mirror you don't want to look at. Like, do you think that's mm. true, though? Like, no, I don't think so either.
0: They're completely, they're completely different people. They are, they are most different things. They are,
1: look, they're two people that look exactly alike, but they are technically two different people. Like they're twins, but I think Tyrion is docile and she just wants to stay under a rock and she doesn't want to make any type of like plays or movements or anything. You know what I mean? Like she's not trying to rock the boat. Whereas Jude is like, fuck this
0: boat. Right? Yeah. Right. That's exactly how I picture it. And so when she said, I'm a mirror that you don't want to look at, yeah. my first thing was just like, what are you talking about? But now as I sit here and I think about it a little bit more, maybe she's saying, okay, I am the person that you should be. Right. Like, you should be more docile. Ah, you should you. be like right, me. Right. You should fit in. Um, but you don't want to. Right. So that's why you can't, like, th- look at me. That's something that you don't want to admit to yourself. And I'm like, girl, don't nobody want to be like yeah. you. You're trifling. You're disgusting. So Maddox comes out and he's like, what the hell is going on in Why are my girls fighting? <laughs> fighting
1: over a yeah, guy. And
0: basically has them separated oh, and then puts them in the office and is like, I'm going to have him have a talk, like a follow the discussion with the both of you. And so he talks to Tyrion first and he's like, listen, I don't think that Locke is worthy of either of you. Ooh, yes. Papa Maddock. Uh... Because he's playing all these games and going back and forth between you and your sister, and you allowing him to do that, you have no self-respect for yourself. No. Like, I don't approve of this marriage. You're going to do what you want to do. I'm not going to stop you, but I don't approve of this. You don't have my blessing. Go, like, yes, Go ahead, Papa Maddox. And I was like, yes, Maddox. Go ahead, Papa yeah Thank you. Yes. Thank you. The, the person that makes the most sense. So... Taryn is upset of course because she feels like she's getting all the blame and she's like well Jude challenged me to fight and he's like yeah but you also picked up the sword and started swinging too so it's not Jude's fault it's the both of your fault so as Taryn leaves with her tail between her legs she decides that she's gonna throw in one more dig at Jude to try to get her in trouble and says to Maddox I know you're looking for Cardan the last place that I saw him was dancing with Jude and then dips bitch I was like this stupid bitch bitch. (laughs) so Maddox yeah, Maddock is talking to Jude, and he's trying to teach her about values and morals and stuff like that. She's like, "Values, morals? You just slaughtered people on stage. I saw you." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you had to well, say that." Well, then, <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, just like, very like, not casual, but just like a parent, like if if their kid walked in on something they weren't supposed to. <laughs> right. Ah, oh, damn. And he's like, damn, I'm sorry. You had to see me kill people yet again. I think that's a little bit triggering for you. I'm not going to lie. Yo. <laughs> um, But they're basically talking about everything. And he's like, listen, you and Tyrion are still blood. Also, if you know the whereabouts of Cardin, you need to let me know. You need to bring him to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why wouldn't he say bring him to Balcon? Why would it be bring him to Mattock? Like, are you serving Balkan now? So that was a little bit weird. He also says something to her. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah. He says, it's a shame you didn't take your anger out on someone more deserving. In times like these, the folk go missing. And I was like, oh, shit. Does he know that she killed Valerie? I would hope so. And didn't say shit? Because there's no way she got off with that scot-free. So they have their talk. And he's like, okay, you are dismissed. And Jude goes back to her room. Vivi is in there, of course. And Vivi is like, hey, listen, girl, it's been a rough night. Murder in the household again. You want to so come wild. to the mortal world with me?
1: <laughs> Why, Vivi?
0: Why? She's like, we should leave. I got the bags packed. And Jude is actually highly considering it. She's like, Maybe. Maybe. We're not going to leave tonight, but I might take you up on that offer. So that's the end of chapter 23. Finally get to chapter 24. And Jude is trying to find Taryn, I guess, to somewhat make amends. For what reason? I don't know. There would be no amends for at least a couple days. So she goes to Taryn's room. She's not there. And then she goes to Oriana's room to ask if she's seen Taryn. And that is when she realizes that Oriana has a gold acorn, just like she stole from Locke's house. And she starts putting these clues together and basically finds out that Baby Oak. Oak, Oak is not Oriana's son. No! Oak is actually Prince Dane's bastard. Yo! Plot twist. Plot twist. Now, when we got to that point, I wasn't like, oh my God! But I was just like, oh. Oh shit! Because at this point, all the plot twists and stuff that come up after like reading this book, I'm just like, mm, eh. It may be important. It may not be important. Like I'm so numb now that when she ch- throws in a random plot twist, I'm just like, I don't, I don't. But know I guess expect. not. Yeah, but way. I guess
1: in that sense, like they think, like Balcon, for instance, thinks that Prince Dane, not Prince Dane, sorry, Prince Carden, is the last. Of the line, right? So, like, Prince Pardon yeah. is the only one that can crown him king. But in reality... Right. Well, as we all know, if Oak is... I mean, well, Oak being Prince Dane's bastard kid, then that means that technically there's one other person of the line who could crown Balcon or steal the crown, essentially. So, like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, it was a plot twist that, like... I didn't see coming. I wasn't expecting Oak to be that kid because everybody just kind of was like, oh, you know, she died, blah, blah,
0: blah. Yeah, they were like, she died and the baby died too. And that's what I was expecting. So it was an interesting twist. I will admit that. But I was still like, okay, well, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Because she threw in the whole plot twist about Locke. And that just seemed completely unnecessary. This seems like it might go somewhere, but I don't know. We'll see. So Oriana, of course, is like, oh, my God, don't tell anybody. Like, how did you find out? And um, she's like, you know, you can't let this happen. So Jude now has another problem that she's trying to solve. And she's actually contemplating another power play. Like, what if she does put Oak on the throne? And at this point, I'm like, she probably will, because she's not going to put Cardan on the throne or Carden on the throne. You know what I mean? So... That's basically where it ends with our chapters that we read for this week. And what I lie to you not, when I got to the end, I was just like, this all feels very again, and I'm like a broken record, this all feels very thrown together. And I cannot accurately like put together a prediction. Like, I have two predictions, but at this point, I don't even know if. And usually I don't know if they're going to be right, but I don't even feel like I'm like on point with where this book is going because I have no idea and not in a good way.
1: Okay. So I do kind of have a little bit of a prediction, I guess, but like I mean, they talk about it in the book essentially. So like Jude is, is going to try to, you know, use Oak kind of like for power play. And like, I think Prince Cardin will be involved with that because currently Prince Carden is like, he's of age to be on that throne. So what right. if it what if right. it is that she ends up getting prince carden on that throne? Cuz mm-hmm. then like essentially if you think about it, she does that, she could become queen consort. But my thing is
0: first of all, why would she even marry him? two would like would he even marry her you know it's like it's not like she can force him no to do i anything. think he would marry
1: her though because from what it seems like they're trying to make it seem as though the way he likes her he actually like likes her likes her and it's not a mm-hmm. fleeting crush or like you know one of those small things no like it's it for what it sounds like it sounds like he likes her likes her so like i think the thing is what if at some point she does come around and like Obviously, Jude has always wanted power. That's never been hidden in any way. She she feels like she's a weakling. So she's always been searching for power. So, like, the question is, is what if she does decide, like, what if if Carden is, like, ready and willing to marry her? And she decides, all right, great, like... It's, think about it We, we but we sit here really weird yes but we sit here and we're like oh we don't know if that's possible but at the same time this entire book has been nothing but like oh I can't believe that happened or this made no sense or this is like a fever dream so like it's it might sound super outlandish but it might actually be pretty accurate who knows cause like so far there's been a lot of shit in this book that I've just been like
0: yeah <laughs> okay yeah Um, Do you have any more predictions? For right now, that's it. I I can't think of anything else, honestly. I'm like... Yeah, I feel like my mind is just fucked. Um, I do have two predictions, maybe. I don't know. Um, My prediction, I did say that Jude was going to try to find a way to make Oak king. I don't know how or why she would do that because he is a child And usually with children, like, they can't rule until they're of age. Yeah,
1: but somebody rules as, uh, what is it called? Regent.
0: regent. So I was like, okay, well, maybe she'll find a way to put Oak in the throne and she will become his regent. Maybe that'll happen. Um, Right. Because, you know, she's power hungry. And then the second one was that with everything that's going on right now, um, Vivi is going to try to stay in fairy to protect her sisters from whatever is going on. So, yeah, those are the only two that I had. We'll see how the rest of this goes. I don't know if it's going to be wrapped up. It probably isn't. It's probably going to end on a cliffhanger because of all the shit that's been going on. And there's only like, what, five, five more chapters left in the epilogue. So I doubt that this will be concluded. Um, But with that being said, we actually are going to finish the rest of the book and we're going to read chapters 25 through 30 and the epilogue. I'm not interested in reading the extra chapter, which is the first chapter to Wicked King, the sequel. I'm not reading that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm done. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so that's what we'll be reading. If you want to read the extra chapter for the next one, you go ahead. You go right ahead and you enjoy yourself. But I'm just, I'm ready to move on to the next book. Same. Which is Ashley.
1: The next book we're reading is A Court of Thorn and Roses. Yay! Finally, we finally got into the Avatar series. We finally got there.
0: Finally, that was supposed to be our our that second was supposed book, to be it? our
1: second book. I went out and bought every single book in the series up until now because I figured, okay, we're gonna read the first book, and I'm gonna get sucked in, and I'm gonna have to read the rest of the books and things. And then life happened, and like we read it. We, well, we read our the first recommendations
0: book. were spawned, and book yeah, and, and then books we just kind of
1: strayed away from it. So. We're circling back around. We're coming back to the Avatar yes. series. Um, I'm excited because a lot of people are like so invested. They're so invested in this this series.
0: Yeah, it's like almost a cult, and I'm like, oh, to the
1: point <laughs> okay. to the point where other authors that like write books when they get fans of the series who read their books. And they're like super skeptical about stuff. They're like, oh, you came from the Avatar series?
0: Yeah, I could tell. Like, <laughs> like, damn. damn. It means we're going to get our hearts ripped out of our chest. But I'm I'm ready for it. And I'm ready for a redo of the fairy or the fae world. Because this wasn't it. Is that what? This is not it. Oh, I guess that is what the Avatar is. Mm-hmm. It's the fae world. They...
1: Pretty much called it fay
0: porn. I was about uh, to say. But
1: what I did hear was um, A Court of Thorn and Roses is actually kind of like a Beauty and the Beast retelling. Yeah. So I'm excited to like read it because I really like the movie Beauty and the Beast. It's not my favorite, but I really like it. And like, I'm excited to see, I guess, similarities or like whatever it is that might make it.
0: Oh, no. Another case of Stockholm Syndrome. Definitely
1: case of Stockholm Syndrome. Most. Yeah. Yeah. And bestiality. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs>
0: But yeah, so that's going to be our next book. You guys, make sure you go out and grab it. And then we'll tell you in our last episode for Cruel Prince how many chapters we're going to be reading for that. Um, As always, thank you for listening and for being with us and for taking this journey. Make sure you follow us on social media, y.a at heart for Instagram, y.a at heart for TikTok, and I believe for Twitter. I can never get all three of them in one. (laughs) In one. Goddamn. Uh, For Twitter, YA underscore at heart.
1: And with that, we'd like to say thank you guys for joining us. We love you. Bye. Bye.